a fascinating about the Mesidus Nefesh of the Free the Kerebe as it connects to Parshayus Chukas and Balok. The teaching of the Shalom, that all of the Yom Tevim of the year, including those that are in Rabbanon, are connected to the Parsha that is being read during that week. The fullness verstanden from this we can derive as the Chagagulu from Yudbezid Gimotamus, that the Chagagulu of Yudbezid Gimotamus, when the Rebbe, the Shvergansen, the Freit given of Fonsai Meister and Golos. When the Fri Rebbe was completely and totally released after being in jail and after being in exile in Kastrama, and Yudbezir Gimotamus, the Fri Rebbe received a total release. So, this celebration, this Yontif, is connected to the themes of the Parshish Chukas and Balak. And we'll see this from three different perspectives. Number one, a connection to Chukas. Beis, the Shaykhs to Parshas Balak. Number two, a connection to Balak. Gimel, the Shaykhs to the Beda Sedes Tazamen. The connection to the two Sedes as they are combined. Because we have discussed many times. When two Sedes are combined and they're being read on the same Shabbos. They are combined as if they are one Sedes, one, one Torah reading. The Chalukas Akriya is of Shiva Kruin. For example, you only read, you only call up seven people to the Torah. Additionally, as is done, or ain half Torah, you only read one half Torah, even though you have two parshas. The Oid, and more, in other words, we see that the way we do this is as if it's one parsha. But mainly it's verstandig. And from this we can understand, as in Tzugab Tzum Bazundir in Teichen, but is do in Yedr Sedeb if Niyatzma, that in addition to the individual theme of each specific parsha, is do a Teichen Meshutif from Beit Sadris. There is a common theme between the two sedras, because the far kenazin is chaber sedra, which is why they could be combined into one sedra. For example, not all parshias get combined. Breishis noyach, there's no such thing. Chukas bala get combined, etc., etc. Why? Because there's something that connects the two, which is why we can turn them into one parsha. And the connection between the Chagag of the Friedrich Rebbe and Yudbezid Gimotamus to the parishes of Chukas Balak is Oich to their Teichen Meshutif is also to the common theme that they, ha- that they carry together. This is Mudgush and Kviyush Shonazu. This is emphasized in the calendar of this year, the year the Sikha was said, as well as the year that we're learning this Sikha together as part of Project Likut Sikhas. Was Yudbez Tamuz is called B'Shabbat Parshish Chukas Balak. That Yudbez Tamuz falls out on Shabbos Parshish Chukas Balak. So therefore, clearly, there's a connection between Yudbez Tamuz and Chukas Balak. Base. So we're going to start with Chukas. What's the connection of Yudbez Tamuz and Chukas? The Raman from the Rashtra Sadra is Chukas. The first Sadra of the two of this week is Chukas. The Pashtra Taich from Chuka is Atsiwe Vosmanhotnit Ken Tamafem. Chuka means a reason, a Chuka, a, 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 a law that we were not given a reason for it. For example, we know this Eidus Chukim and Mishpatim. Mishpatim are those civil laws that are understandable even to a regular person. Eidus are testimonies, things the mitzvah represents something. So after the Torah tells us that Shabbos is to remember that Abisha created the world, or that Pesach is Echelitzias Mitzrayim, we now understand it makes a lot of sense. Then there's a Chukah. Chukah in English is a statute which refers to a mitzvah that we were given, an instruction, and we were not told the reason for it. And we can't figure it out on our own. 
So chuka means a commandment that doesn't have a reason. And the only thing, the only motivation to fulfill this mitzvah, because this is what the Abish did decreed. This is the Ratzel from the Abish, and this is the will of Hashem. Now, the Rinya for chuka and Avedis Adam. How does chuka represent in the person's Aveda? Is the Aveda from Mesiris Nefesh, this is the Aveda of self sacrifice. To, to be ready to give away one's life for this mitzvah. This is something that is that supersedes understanding. It supersedes intellect. The person's logic is going to find reasons to increase his existence or to prolong his existence. A person's logic is not going to be able to produce a reason for the person to give his life away. As the learn Uismitsius to undo his his existence. The and therefore it's explained in Chsidis the reason why there's no mitzvah of Mesiris Nefesh written explicitly in Teresh Shaviksav. It's learned from Teresh Shaviksav, but it's not written explicitly. Because Teresh represents Chachma, the wisdom of Hashem. Mesiris Nefesh is higher than Chachma, higher than logic, and therefore. Torah can't command you to have Mesidus Nefesh, at least not in the ultimate version of it, because Torah is Chachma. So, Chuka, the idea of a mitzvah that has no reason, is in Aveda Sa'adam, the Aveda of Mesidus Nefesh. Those are the Shaykhs from Mtechen, from Chaga, Gurli, Dweez, Gimel, Tamas, Parsons, Chukas. And this is a very clear and, and simple connection between the Chaga, Gurli, of the Friedrich Rebbe, and Parsons, Chukas. The Aveda from Bala, Gurli, Vasimcha, Farar, Botas, Atera, and Yadar, Medina, was the work of the Friedrich Rebbe. Whose Gurli is being celebrated on Yudweez, Tamas. The work that he was doing to spread Torah in, in Russia. For which he was arrested, is given in an even from Chukas with Mesidas Nefesh and Ma'am Tamadas. The manner in which it was fulfilled was in the way of Mesidas Nefesh. It made absolutely no sense. He single handedly stood up against a powerful, uh, a, a, a powerful kingdom, a powerful government. And at that time, it was almost impossible to escape its borders. He couldn't say, okay, if things get too difficult, I'll just leave, because you couldn't get out. And nevertheless, he did not take in consideration the dangerous, uh, dangerous um, stumbling blocks or, or things that would stop, stop him from doing this. And carried on with his work of spreading Yiddishkeit with total self-sacrifice. So very clearly a connection between Chukas. Chukas is Mesidus Nefesh. The Friedrich Rebbe's Avoida in spreading Yiddishkeit was done with total Mesidus Nefesh. And therefore it connects very, very beautifully to Parsus Chukas. In Sif Gimel, the Rebbe is going to take you to a deeper connection. From the fact that the Torah says that the Parsha is called Zeus Chukas, that we call the Parsha Chukas, even though the Torah says Zeus Chukas Atayra, tells us that there's two types of Chukim. There's a Chukas and there's Chukas Atayra. And Chukas is even higher than Chukas Atayra, which connects to the Friedrich Rebbe. The Ramah Fundra said that the way the custom 
uh, is to refer to the Sadra is not to call it Chukas nor Chukas Tam. When the Tam the Rufkim and Zagin, why? Why? What's the reason why we call the Parsha Chukas? The Chukah from Parah Aduma when Yevelcha is Retzach and their Sadra. This Chukah that's spoken about in this Sadra is the Mitzvah of Parah Aduma, the Red Heifer. Is uisgeteld eich von andere chukim? Their mitzvah is the gamre nit in gedus seichel vasaga. Chuka of para aduma is different than any other chuka because it is entirely not within the parameters of seichel of understanding. But the farat afilu shleimah melech, the chacham mikalodim, which is why shleimah melech, who was the wisest of all people, said, "Al kol eila amadati." And all the other chukim, I was able to understand it. I was able to grasp it. U parsha shal para aduma. When it came to Parah Aduma, I said, I can get this, I can understand this. But it, it's too far. It's too difficult for me to understand. Even Shleim HaMelech could not understand this Chukah. It's also explains why the Pasuk says, this is the Chukah of the Torah. As the Mitzvah from Parah Aduma is the Eitzke Chukah from Gan's Torah, which implies that the Mitzvah of Parah Aduma is the one and only Chukah. Of the entire Torah, now is a because even in even relative to the other chukim that there are in Torah, Par Aduma is the epitome of a chukah. Ziz a mitis inyan a chukah, but the gamri hecher from gedul asechel is entirely a chukah. It is totally a chukah, a statute, something that is totally removed from seichel from the person's understanding. And this is why this this sedra is called chukas. Even though all chukim are beyond seichel, beyond understanding, is Even the person's logic, person's intellect, the person's understanding could come to the conclusion that there are certain things where we don't rely on our seichel. That a person should fulfill something that's beyond his understanding. Everybody knows that not everything are they going to understand. And certain things they do it because it's the right thing to do, even though they don't know why. When is this true that a, a, a seichel can understand that I have to do certain things that are above seichel? Only if it doesn't contradict seichel. He and his ability, to, uh, uh, his irrationale could, uh, does not understand the reason, but he is able to grasp, or at least he doesn't negate the fact, that there is a place, there is on a much higher level of seichel, there is a reason. That's how it usually usually works. The person understands that he doesn't understand it, but he also accepts that on another level it is understandable. But on the other end, comes to par aduma. It has absolutely no grasp in seichel. It is contrary to seichel. It is totally opposite of everything that the Torah teaches. The, of the, the, the seichel that Torah usually uses. is a This chukah, a yid fulfills not because he understands that there might be a reason on another level. Rather, he does it because he is in his total state of bittel to the Hebrew His existence is negated in order to be able to fill this to fulfill this mitzvah. So there's two types of chukahs. 
a chukah that a person understands that he doesn't understand, and a, and a chukah that goes against everything that his seichel can, can process, and the only way to do it is with bitul. Similarly, since we said in Siv Beis that chukah is the union of Mesidus Nefesh, so if there's two levels in chukahs, then there's going to be two levels in Mesidus Nefesh. There is, a, uh, there is a, a level of Mercedes Nefesh that is still connected with some calculation, with some logical explanation. It's actually a, a, a calculation that's coming from a place of holiness, but it's still based on a calculated approach. Before the person jumps in with Mesidus Nefesh, with sacrificing his life, first you look into the Shulchan Would he be obligated to, to sacrifice his life for this according to Torah? That's what it means. It's the type of chukah that is commanded by and measured by, meaning to say limited to, when the Kedusha tells us that this is something that's necessary, we go ahead and we do it. Which is why it's limited. There is a certain limitation to it because he's only following it if Torah says to do so, and in what instance Torah says to do so, and how Torah says to do so. The next level of Mesidus Nefesh is when no rational thought is being invested here. And this level is called Chukastam. It's higher even than Chukastam. Because it comes from the very core of the, of, of the Yid's Nefesh. Which the soul, the neshama of a yid, is in its source higher than Tehidim. As Chazal tell us that the conception of Yidin came before anything else, including Tehidim, including the creation of the world. And since of this inherent bond between a yid and the Abishter, which is higher than Tehidim, when it comes to this level of Mesidus Nefesh, that a person wants to, is ready to sacrifice his life to fulfill the will of Hashem, this is beyond any limitation and beyond any calculation, beyond any logical formulation, formula. And this is the type of Mesidus Nefesh. Mesidus Nefesh that goes against Seichel. A Mesidus Nefesh that's higher than the Seichel v'chachma d'kdusha. A Mesidus Nefesh that comes from the Etzem of the Haneshama of the Yid as it is connected with the Ebishter. This is the Mesidus Nefesh of the Fridi Kerebbe. So Parshus Chukas is not just in general, Chukas is Mesidus Nefesh, and you'd be still celebrates the Fridi Kerebbe's Mesidus Nefesh, but Chukas, and not Chukas Atena tells us that the Mesidus Nefesh of the Fridi Kerebbe was beyond any other level of Mesidus Nefesh. And we're going to explain this from two perspectives, two, two, two ways that we see the intensity of the, of the Fridi Kerebbe Mesidus Nefesh. Number one is in Sifhei. The Arbotas Hatayr Vayadas of the Bala Gulav Asimcha to Uskis Pret of Gorfil Arbit Gibit. The 
the spreading of Teira and Yiddishkeit, of the Bala Gula Vasimcha, of the Friedrich Rebbe, the work that he did to spread Yiddishkeit was, was subdivided into va various different occupations. Shikin Rabbanum and Shachtim in Ertev was able to felt to send Rabbanum or Shachtim in a place where they were lacking, where they, where they needed someone, a Rav or a Shachit. Ustel Mikvois to establish Mikvois. Grindin Yeshivas for Elter Abachrim to found, uh, uh, to start up Yeshivas for older Bachrim, Chadarim for the Nikkos of Isravim, as well as Chadarim for children. So the Friedrich Rebbe was running a multifaceted operation. So every type of, every part of Yiddishkeit that was necessary for the, uh, the uh, for, for Yiddishkeit at that time, the Friedrich Rebbe was involved. But the primary decree of that government, which is the main reason for which the Friedrich Rebbe was arrested, is not so much for the spreading of Yiddishkeit amongst adults and older Yidden, Primarily, it was for his involvement in the chinuch and the education of Jewish children. And despite all the danger, all the risk involved, the Friedrich Rebbe invested himself, literally threw himself in to this uh, category of work with a specific passion and, a, 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 and excitement and on a very, very large scale. Seemingly, you can ask a question. It's true that it was absolutely necessary to get involved in spreading Yiddishkeit. Why should he do it in a way that naturally speaking, there's no hope for success. There's no prospects for success. You should have invested more effort in, in those areas where he could be successful. And not to risk the entire operation, all of the other areas in which the Friedrich Rebbe was involved. In other words, had he not been involved in working with kids, then the government might have ignored him, they might have not have gone after him, because they weren't so bothered by the other things, and then at least he could have been successful in all the other areas. So why would, he, why would the Friedrich Rebbe put in so much effort in an area that he very possibly will not, be able, will not succeed in completing and in implementing, and thus risking all the other, all the other areas? And this question is even greater. How can you risk strengthening of Yiddishkeit for those people that are of age, that are obligated in fulfilling these mitzvahs? For the learning of Torah for children who are under Bar and Bas Mitzvah and therefore are not really obligated in learning Torah on the same level. And the answer now can be said based on this idea of Mesiris Nefesh, as explained in Sif Dalit, as the Aveide by Rebim is given in an Eifim from Emes and Chukas. The Friedrich Rebbe's Aveide was in a true manner of Chukas. Mesiris Nefesh on Kenechesh Benes to risk his life without taking anything into consideration. 
Wie sind die Gesangsliches? Als er ist ein Nassi wie Israel, was der Sorgen für Kiyom von Kal Yisrael, knowing who he was, what his mission on this earth was, which is to be concerned for the education of, for the sustenance, for the, for the existence of Kal Yisrael, was his opening in dem Limut HaTeref and Tenegesh Abisraban, and the existence of Kal Yisrael depends on the learning trade of children. Ukamam Chazal, as Chazal tell us, Imen Gidoyim, Imen Tiyashim, if you have no kid goats, then you have no grown, uh, uh, if you have no kid goats, then you don't have the older goats. If you don't have children, you don't have adults. If the children don't learn Tehra, then there's no future. And therefore he invested himself with the incredible Mesides Nefesh to build and to sustain and to support Chadarim for the smallest of children. If you're going to claim that naturally speaking you don't see this lasting and therefore you don't see its success. If this was the type of Mesides Nefesh that was limited and measured according to the parameters of Seichel, Seichel Atera, even Seichel of Tera, then that claim would have made sense. But since the Friedrich Rebbe's Mesides Nefesh was on a level of Chukas, which is as we explained, Mesides Nefesh that's beyond Seichel of Tera, Mesides Nefesh that is beyond any form of Cheshbonus, so the calculation is, is irrelevant. Whether he will be successful or he won't be successful. If he'll be able to get to be, to be saved from the hands of the communists or not. That's the Abish's business. The Friedrich Rebbe's job, the Friedrich Rebbe saw his task, his mission as saving Klal Yisrael. And to save Klal Yisrael, he needed to open Chadarim and make sure that Jewish children are learning Torah. What happens after that is not his business. Similar to Hanani Mishal Vazari. They told Nebuchadnezzar. When Nebuchadnezzar asked them that they, or, or commanded them to bow down to the idol, they said, he threatened, he threatened them with death. So they said to him, If they have a merit, if they have anything in their account, Hashem will save them. Even if the Ebershah doesn't save them, they're still not going to bow down to the idol. Because even if they will not be saved, it's not because Nebuchadnezzar had the choice or the permission to kill them. If they die, that, because that's what the Ebershah wanted. Nebuchadnezzar is not a shliach when Abishan does this. Nebuchadnezzar is only the Abishan's agent to implement this. So, so they told they told Nebuchadnezzar, we're not scared of you because you can't kill us. And if you and if you do, it's because Abishan wants. And if we're not meant to die, then nothing's going to happen. Similarly, says the Friedrich Rebbe, my job is to work is to save these children. And what happens afterwards is from Abishan. Whatever Abishan wants. So this, so this is one perspective of the Mesides Nefesh. This is one proof that the, Mesides, that the Friedrich Rebbe's Mesides Nefesh was on such an intense level that even though it made no sense because if he, if he was trying to teach Torah to adults, which is part of what he was trying to accomplish, build mikvois for adults and so on and so forth, then he should have, he should have been Moser Nefesh for that and not for the children, which would possibly backfire and destroy all the other efforts.
Instead, the Friedrich Rebbe went to the nth degree of Mesidus Nefesh and said, I'm doing what I have to do, and whatever happens, happens. In Sivov, the Rebbe is going to bring another example, how you know that the Mesidus Nefesh of the Friedrich Rebbe was in the most intense version. And the Rebbe is going to say that the Friedrich Rebbe, in the three decades of his Nesius, experienced three different types of challenges. Each one he reacted to with the, the ultimate Mesidus Nefesh. And if a person is, has the first, more limited version of Mesidus Nefesh, then it only works for, for, for one type of Mesidus Nefesh that fits with their personality. But to see a person that was able to be Mesidus Nefesh in all these different types of challenges, this means that it is beyond any Cheshbin and beyond Seichel, even Seichel of Tehra. Sivov. The Dagi from Mesidus Nefesh and Anifim from Chukas. We saw this, this level of Mesidus Nefesh throughout the, all of the years of the Friedrich Rebbe's leadership on this world. The Dreisik Nesiyas Yaren, the 30 years of Nesiyas, as I think given, Eingetilt, and the Dreit Kufus Natsashonim, that were divided into three decades, three sets of 10 years. The first 10 years, the first 10 years, Approximately ten years. This was when the Friedrich Rebbe was still in Russia, under the communist regime, and the Aveda of spreading Yiddishkeit was connected with literal Mesidus Nefesh, as we know. Bring it up. The Rebbe will bring it up later in the Sicha that the Friedrich Rebbe at one point was sentenced to death, which means that this and this was a possibility. So it was Mesidus Nefesh Bepayel Mamsh. It said that Kufi is the Rebbe given in a land who's having left grace at Solon from Achenu Bnei Yisrael. In the second decade, the Friedrich Rebbe lived in another in another country, mostly Poland, first Latvia, but mostly Poland, where there were great numbers of our Jewish brethren. And it was it was a, it was a good place. It was a fitting place to be able to spread, to disseminate the teachings of Chassidus on a totally new level. But still there were certain limitations. The reason was the jealousy of his brothers. This is obviously a reference to Yesef HaTzadik, whose brothers were jealous of him. The Friedrich Rebbe's name was also Yesef. And it was said that the other, the brothers, the other leaders of Yidin, living in Poland at the time, had Vayikanu uh, to the Friedrich Rebbe, they had tainus on the Friedrich Rebbe while he was doing certain things, and this could have caused a hindrance to the Friedrich Rebbe's work in that country. When the Rebbe knowing that his father foresaw this, and was giving him the kaychis to overcome it, as the Rebbe and that the Eivish there placed upon him this task, this mission of spreading Yiddishkeit and spreading Chassidus. He did his Aveda with total self-sacrifice, with total, um, without looking at all at the, at, at the fallout that might come from what he was doing. The third decade and the third era was in what's called the Lower Hemisphere. When the Rebbe came, when the Friedrich Rebbe came to America in 1940, Tavshin. A place that for many years there was an approach that America is different. 
that everything that, w- that went on in Russia uh, and in Europe in general, the persecution and the fact that the Yidden were in the shtetl, etc., etc., did not fit into America. America was a new place. And over here you can't conduct yourself totally and entirely as one, as one should. Here the Friede Rebbe had to go up against a powerful stream, a powerful trend. And to plant the seeds of Teira and Chesidus in a place that externally was totally not capable of it. In Sif Zayin, the Rebbe is going to elaborate on this Mesiris Nefesh, each one what it was. The Gezokt, Allah the Reit Kufas, and the Gemeh Farbundin, and the Avedif, and Umbagiran, and the Nefesh. As mentioned, all these three, these three eras were, were filled with Avedif, with work that took unlimited amount of Mesiris Nefesh. But the Yedit Kufa does given in Zayin Oifin. Each era reflected its specific manner. You can't compare the Mesiris Nefesh of the second two decades to the Mesiris Nefesh from the Reish Tukufa to the Mesiris Nefesh of the first decade. Which was connected literally with the danger for his life. Another point. Something that when the Rebbe said this by the Fabrengen, it's a huge fat Lamadalad, I think, and it's on tape. And the Rebbe was especially crying when he said this, and especially what he said in the what the Rebbe says in the next paragraph. The Rebbe was especially crying when he when he spoke about this. The Friedrich Rebbe wasn't just risking his own life. The Friedrich Rebbe sent others on missions that were that that, that were connected that involved total mysterious nefesh. The Mesiris Nefesh, the sacrifice to place someone else's life in danger for a Rebbe is even greater and even more difficult than putting his own life in Mesiris Nefesh. So the fact that the Friedrich Rebbe had to send Shluchim and their lives were in danger, this in itself was an incredible Mesiris Nefesh for the Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe. As I have given Fallon, there were certain instances when Azalcha Shluchim said, and I'm given from their Mishalom, where these Shluchim of the Friedrich Rebbe were, were, were found, were discovered by the government. And they were then sentenced to Farshikung, either to exile, to Painikungin, to torture, Vichulu, or, 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 or the worst. The next morning, the Friedrich Rebbe had to put himself in a mode of Mesiris Nefesh, and find, choose another Yid, and put him as the successor to take the place of the Shliach that was just sent off and sent away and possibly even killed. So this, this Mesiris Nefesh was the most difficult. You can't compare the others. First of all, the Friedrich Rebbe's life was in danger. Second of all, the Friedrich Rebbe was forced, so to speak, to endanger other lives. And, and the next morning after a shliach was taken by the Russians, by the communists, the Friedrich Rebbe had to go back into Mesidus Nefesh and send someone else into the same place. On the other hand, the second era, the second decade, the second time period 
was in a way much, much more difficult. When he had to overcome the complaints from his own brothers. Why he does it like this and doesn't do it differently. And from that day, in his mom's shift to Arbeit, and nevertheless, the Friedrich Rebbe continued his work. Thus, as we meet you, do it much better with the Friedrich. This, in a certain sense, is even more difficult than the previous Messias Nefesh. And for that, a tiefer etnu from Messias Nefesh. And this demanded a deeper feeling of Messias Nefesh. And God Andesh is the etnu from Messias Nefesh in the Ditte Tkufa. And then in the third Tkufa, it's even more different. When men had Gedarv gain Kagin the Mestram. When he had to go up the stream, so to speak. When the Friedrich Rebbe had to fight the trends. Not not to be affected by those who would scorn and make fun. And those who would get in the way. And besides that, the Friedrich Rebbe did not suffice by building up his own court. The, 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 the Lubavitch uh, court. Chotzer. And then his advisors would come and say that you should keep keep yourself limited to your own group, to your own chassidim, and save yourself. You can't battle the whole world. The Friedrich did not listen to that. The Friedrich Rebbe threw himself in to transform the entire land, the entire country in a place in a Malcolm Taylor. So, the first 10 years, the Friedrich Rebbe was, was fighting for his life and for the lives of his, of his, of his shluchim. In the second, the Friedrich Rebbe was, had to go, stand up against his own brothers, other Rabbonim and Frumayidin. And in the, third, in the third decade, the Friedrich Rebbe had to go up against the American trend that was that was heading in the direction of assimilation and, and, and such and, and etc. And instead, not only save his own home and his own court, but to transform the entire country into a place of Tera. And Siv Chesterab explains why this is an example of the most extreme version of Mercedes Nefesh. Alpitava is Nitshayak, as Amzelb mentions, or Zain the Zelb must be Siddhis Nefesh in Alagarfa Shidna Ifani Aveda. Naturally speaking, it's impossible that the same person should be able to have Mercedes Nefesh in various different types of work. In our Veda, which, in which a person leans towards and has a passion in, in it, is the Mr. Snepesh Mer in an Andre from our Veda. Mr. Snepesh is, is, is deeper than in something else. If he cannot resign the Zelbe Grastat Nu from Mr. Snepesh, but the Allegorfa Shidnev Ifani Aveda, how could the Friedrich Rebbe have the same level and the same intensity of Mr. Snepesh by all the various different types of challenges? Is the Asbari in them as my Reb Magilechten in the Kudus Mesis Nefesh was Nemtzach and Nesma Nefesh by the Friedrich Rebbe? What was shining, what was real, was the was the essence of Mesis Nefesh as it was from the core of his soul. Was the far as Kol Mohusig in Mesis Nefesh, his entire being was Mesis Nefesh. When the Rebbe is kintchilik nitgeven in vas varatzir the keach Mesis Nefesh had the kedarft anton, and therefore it didn't matter what form the Mesis Nefesh took. In Yedn Eifin Aveda, it's going to be Zelba Etzem Dekim Mesidus Nefesh. Whatever the Aveda was, it had the same basic, core level, deep, true Mesidus Nefesh. So these two things. Number one, that the Friedrich Rebbe 
was operating on a supra-rational level, or maybe even an irrational level, that he was working with kids, even though it was risking his whole operation. And the fact that throughout his life, every challenge that came up, the Friedrich Rebbe reacted with Mr. Nefesh despite the fact that the challenges were so different. But those two ideas show that the Friedrich Rebbe's Mr. Nefesh was the highest level of Mr. Nefesh. The type that is higher than Seychel Duktusha, the type that is higher than Teda, the type that does not have any Hagbalas, any limitations, and any Cheshbonis. So that concludes, for now, the connection between Chukas and Yudbeis Tamus. That since uh, Chukas is the Indian of Mesiris Nefesh, and like we explained, the ultimate Mesiris Nefesh, not even Chukas Atera, and the Fridi Kerebbe is the Chaga Geula, is celebrating the Mesiris Nefesh of the Fridi Kerebbe. That's the connection between Chukas and Yudbeis Tamus. Siftas the Rebbe is going to go to explain to us the, the connection between Yudbeis Tamus and Parshas Balak. Shaykhetz vishn dem Chaga Geula and Parshas Balak. Chazal Zogin as Balak at find Kiltar Eden Yesim Mikosim. Chazal tell us that Balak hated the Yidden. He despised the Yidden more than any other enemy. And therefore, he tried, he attempted to, to do bad to the Yidden, to hurt them. Yidden were not allowed to confiscate his land. Yidden had the commandment, don't besiege them, don't instigate war with them. They were safe. The, 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 the nation of Mayav was safe. So why did he feel that he had to go up against them? It's just that he could not stand the existence of Yidden. Additionally, even after he saw that he himself cannot go up against them, he invested with great, great efforts. And hired someone, Bilomen. Out could they bring in shotten to Eden just to be able to hurt Eden? Um, similarly, was by the Meister, by the redemption, by the arrest and redemption of the Friedrich Rebbe. The Aveda from Abbot Satel is given with the Rebbe Shrai from Zayn Babus and Brutzit Vestamus. The Aveda, the work of the Friedrich Rebbe to spread Yiddishkeit, the Friedrich Rebbe writes in a letter, Muteresi Alpichet Kamadina, was permissible according to the law of the land. The fact that the Alter, the Friedrich Rebbe was arrested, it was because he was informed on from Divas of Gizuch Nekim Zainzich, Das Yisrael Those it came from those who were looking to retake revenge against those who observed the laws of Moshe and Yisrael, who observed Yiddishkeit, and this was Neged. This was against. The rule, the law of the land. They could not stand a from Yid and Yiddishkeit. They invested themselves with, in, with intense efforts. Even to go against the law. If only they could stop the work of the Friedrich Rebbe. And just like we see by the story of Balak and Bilam, that not only was Balak not successful to hurt the Jews, hurt the Yidden, but Sarat Givalt to do what he wanted. Or the Yasamaz curse this nation for me. Quite the contrary, his hiring of Bilam brought to the fact that Yidden should be benched. And through Bilam and Gufa and Bilam himself was the one who benched them. Which Rashi tells us Bilam hated Yidin more than Balak. 
with very lofty, beautiful brachis. They were transformed. Similarly, we find by the Friedrich Rebbe. At the Zelbe mention was something the Rebbe and Aristide, the very same people that arrested the Friedrich Rebbe. They themselves had to help in his release. As the Rebbe's Alarus found of Yad Medina to the point that they made the efforts that the Friedrich Rebbe should actually be able to escape from Russia. In 41, the Rebbe refers to Lukutasiches, Chelik Ches, Chelik Dalit. In Lukutasiches, over there, the, free, the Rebbe gives two examples. Example number one was that they allowed the Friedrich Rebbe to stay until after Shabbos and not to have to, draw, not to, have to go on the train on Shabbos. And example number two is that when the Friedrich Rebbe was ready to leave Russia and he said that he's not leaving without his Ksavim, without his manuscripts and without his Svarim, they sent a message to Moscow and Moscow sent back a message that they should give him whatever he wants so that way he could leave uh, um, as soon as possible. This is an example of things that the, that the, that the communists themselves did in order to help the Friedrich Rebbe leave Russia. So we, now we understand the connection of Parshas Balak and yud Tammuz. In Parshas Balak we see, number one, this intense hatred to the Yid for no reason, for no good reason. It wasn't even like they would gain anything out of it. And the ultimate result that they had to, act, they had to actually help the the, the, the uh, Friedrich Rebbe. I don't know, where, where did we start? Let's start with Parshas Balak. In Parshas Balak, they had intense hatred to Ayid. And even though there was no benefit to them because Balak, because Moyav was, was safe. And yet, in the end, they ended up benching the Yidin. Similarly, by the Friedrich Rebbe, the communists hated the Yid. They went against the law uh, just to hate on the Yid and hurt the Friedrich Rebbe. And in the end, they had to help him get out of jail and get out of Russia. Finally, in Sif Yud, we're going to talk about, Yud and Yudalev, we're going to talk about Chukas Balak as a combined sedra. The Nochum Dishaychus from Chagagula with Chukas Balak to Zamen, this brings us the connection of Chagagula, Yud Beis Tammuz, and Chukas Balak combined. And the lesson that we can take from this. Here is the explanation. In the Rishnagdus was Balak at the Ruski was in Sayyidun. You could, in Balak, you could at least find some reason. They're going to dry us out, they're going to eat us, they're, they're, they're going to take away everything, like the way an ox eats up the grass, or destroys the grass. And the whole Mayav was afraid of them. So you could say that with, 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 uh, with Mayav, at least they had some reason to be afraid of the Yidden. As is the Obra Zayis Nagdus of Eden, but is in an Eifin von Chukas Bolok. Beyond Bolok, there's a type of hatred and opposition to Yidin that's in a manner of Chukas Bolok. The sin of Isnagdus Bolok is unseichel betam, nor in an Eifin von Chukas. Chukas, we said before, means with no reason. Chukas Bolok means to hate the Jew for no reason. Nachmer, nit nor hotter nitke tam viseichel after sin. Not only does he not have a reason, a logical explanation for the hatred. It's illogical, it's irrational to try to hurt the Yidden because it's clear that you won't be successful. As Bilam knew, going in, he won't be able to accomplish anything. 
Because he was a prophet, and he had already heard from the Abishter, do not curse the people because they are blessed. He knew from the get-go that he won't be able to curse the people. And as he told Balak in advance, I won't be able to transgress the word of Hashem. Only those words that Hashem puts in my mouth, that's what I could speak. Nevertheless, he had such a deep, inherent hatred to Yidin, that he could not hold himself in. And he tried to fulfill the request of Balak, to curse the Yidin. Similarly, we find this in the Aved of every Yid. explains in the Mimer of, of Yud Shvat. As I mentioned before, this is a Yud Shvat Vabregen, at least part of it. There's a certain type of shtus that is beneath the person's logic. Like many different things that people do. People do things because the world says that this should be done this way. It's like a rule, like a law that is unchangeable. For example, like the times that people eat. Breakfast, lunch and supper. The time that people sleep, you have to have this amount of hours, you have to go to sleep at this and this time. In most cases, they're not movable. No one's going to skip a lunch, uh, at least not on a regular basis. No one's going to decide that lunch should be at this time and breakfast at a different time. And we find that the same person, when it comes to the times of davening and learning, they're not so fixed. They're not so entrenched. Sometimes they get totally postponed. This makes no sense. That your breakfast, lunch, and supper is immovable. But Shachas Milcham is flexible. When a person serves Hashem in a manner of Chukas, you can transform in other words a person has to do the same thing a person has to entrench himself in doing what's right even when it doesn't always make sense and then you get the so we see this concept of chukas balak balak is the sinna chuka is the fact that the sinna makes no sense it was this type of of opposition against the free Rebbe that took place, Chukas Balak. The Yaduaz is known. Lamed, I believe Lamed is Lulav. Einer from the Tzvei Yidin, it's one of the two Yidin that were actually the, 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 the communists that arrested the Friedrich Rebbe were part of a group called Yevsekzia. Yevsekzia were Jewish communists. And the two people that came to arrest the Friedrich Rebbe were actually Yidin. So one of them, this Lamed, Lulav, he wanted to carry the Friedrich Rebbe's valise. And he said, the Lulav said to the Friedrich Rebbe, he said, My grandfather carried your grandfather, meaning the Rebbe Marash is Peklach, his baggage, his luggage. I want to carry yours. Also, what happened later on? 
says in the Sikhist that later they came to inform the Friedrich Rebbe that he was going to go out of jail. And he was right, Friedrich was in the middle of, the middle of davening, I think. And so he wouldn't, he ignored them. So they came in once and twice. And then at one point, Lulav came in and he said, Rebbe, they want to tell you something good. And he, and he referred to him as Rebbe. Similar to the fact that the Mittal Rebbe said about the person that had informed on him and the Mittal Rebbe to the, to, the, to the government. In his, in his testimony, he referred to the Mittal Rebbe as, 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 as Rebbe. So the Mittal Rebbe said, literally means his mouth tricked him. Today we would call it a Freudian slip. What leaked was something that really truly he knew on his own. This is the truth that the Mittler Rebbe is the Rebbe. Similarly, in the case of the Friedrich Rebbe, and the fact that, that the, this person said this to the Friedrich Rebbe, that means that in truth, in his gut, in the depth of his soul, he knew the truth that the Friedrich Rebbe was right and that the Friedrich Rebbe was the Rebbe. And despite that, especially since the Friedrich Rebbe warned him that he's going to suffer from this. And as it actually happened in the end, that all those that were involved in arresting the Friedrich Rebbe ultimately had their own, were, were, were uh, convicted. He continued doing what he was doing and it made no sense. So you have Chukas Balak means a sinner that makes no sense. But the Friedrich Rebbe there was this type of sinner because they knew the truth of who the, of who the Friedrich Rebbe was and what would ultimately happen in the end. And nevertheless, they carried out their evil plan. And because by the Friedrich Rebbe, he, he conducted himself with Mr. Nefesh beyond, higher than uh, logic. This cancelled out, this, this, this uh, stopped the entire opposition in such a way that all of the enemies will be transformed. As we said before, they themselves had to free the Friedrich Rebbe. And we gained a new Yontif. And this will transform the entire Chedesh Tammuz to joy, to jubilation, to festivals. The car of Mamish may beat speedily in our days. So from this we see that uh, the connection to Chukas, which is Mesir Nefesh, the connection to Balak, which is the fact that there was a Sina that made no sense, um, that had no purpose, and then the Chukas Balak, that the sinner was so deep that it was Lamata Mitam Vadas, and the reaction to that was the Mesir Nefesh Lamata Mitam Vadas, that transformed the whole story.